Ah. Yep. Let's see if I can. Got it. Wow. Okay. Yep. I'm just going to start recording. Can you pause it? That's a really good question. Let's do this. I'm Kelly, founder of Gauthier Search, a specialist data science and AI search firm. And I'm Greg, former chief data scientist at Channel 4 and co-founder of Memrise. Together, we are excited to present The Data Dig, a new podcast for business leaders, hiring managers, and curious minds. In each episode, we'll dig into, dissect, and debate a new topic within the realm of data science to get informed and make new discoveries together. We might even have a few laughs along the way. Okay, here we go. Greg, how are things? Oh, things are good, thanks, Ray. I uh, feel like I'm more or less up to speed. Uh, the Christmas period is a distant memory, and um, yeah, I'm happy to be back. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm definitely like feeling a little burdened by the state of the world. But I think luckily for you and I, uh, the space that we work in is a little shielded. We're a little bit protected from the effects of COVID. Like I feel busier than ever in my work trying to find companies, good data scientists and machine learning engineers. I don't know about your projects and stuff, but I gather they haven't slowed down because of the virus. Have you made any mistakes again recently? that you've been trying to avoid, but it seemed to keep coming up again and again? Um, I, uh, I found myself micromanaging on a, a minor technical point with one of my teams last week. And I realized that it was because it was an area that I knew really well. And in fact, so do they. So they really didn't need my help. But it was just nice to feel like I had sort of something on a something to contribute. And I had to kind of consciously take a step back, especially when I realized that there were a whole bunch of areas that everybody was working on that I didn't feel like I knew much about. And so I was completely trusting them. And so that the realization that you only micromanage the bits that you like and that you know, and that it doesn't necessarily mean it's any better of an idea. Um, so consciously took a breath and a step back. Good for you. How about you? Any mistakes you've made again? Uh, I did make a mistake again, actually, this morning. I was overly honest with a candidate <laughs> I was working with. Um, a candidate applied to a job I'm looking to fill, and I just didn't really like his his sort of manner. He was a bit arrogant. I wanted to give him this feedback that his approach was just a little bit too big for his boots. Um, I think I might have been a little bit too honest, though. I have a tendency to... Uh, to not have a filter sometimes when I'm when I get impatient with candidates. So yeah, it's uh, something I'm trying to work on. He didn't take it badly, to be fair. But after the fact, I thought maybe that might have been a bit harsh. So that's a mistake I made again. Well, I remember you giving me feedback very early on. And it was one of the reasons that I always wanted to carry on working with you. So you may find that he drops you an email. and like, That was the most helpful conversation I've had with a recruiter all year. <laughs> like, what else have you got for me? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Either that or he'll never speak to me again. Uh, probably one of the two. You know, we're always trying to get better. We're always working. So I'm going to keep at it. Mm -hmm. So our question today, just to get down to it, is something that comes up so regularly for me. Um, so I was really excited to talk to you about it. I have been actually since I came back to work in September is this whole notion of what is a machine learning engineer? Who are these mystical people that kind of came onto the data science scene? I want to say like four, five years ago. I'm not sure that I heard the term before 2016, 2015. Like it just wasn't a thing. And as it's cropped up more and more, 
I've noticed that different companies and different people seem to have different interpretations of this job title, but it's coming up more and more. It's almost eclipsing in terms of demand and in terms of the the kind of robustness of the skill set that's required data scientists in the market. And so I think it's really important to examine it and clarify it a little bit because you know, I think that will help companies that are looking for them or just want to understand what it is. And also in a very big way, job seekers in this space to understand how to brand themselves and whether or not they're, you know, even eligible for this type of job. Well, so I don't think I don't think there's a clear cut answer because so many of these terms are evolving. But I suppose the easiest way to think about it is in terms of the data science life cycle and you know, we talked last week about how data scientists can be focused on providing insights, or they can be focused on providing um, models that make predictions and, and, and act on the world, uh, and, and putting those models into production, creating data products that um, generate um, revenue or create some new user experience. I think it's that latter kind of data scientists, the ones building data products and putting them into production. Those are the ones that overlap with machine learning engineers. The machine learning engineers, I, I don't know, they overlap or they're a subset of data science. They're the bit where the rubber hits the road. They're the bit of data science that means we've got a, we've got this great model that seems to be working well. We've got a prototype of it. Um, it's working on my laptop. Now I need to get it into production. I need to make sure that it's running 24 seven reliably for millions of users. That productionization, uh, that's where the machine learning engineer comes in. So they're kind of, um, they're trying to take the uh, early stage uh, prototype algorithms, uh, machine learning uh, models, and put them into production. Right. Okay. And when does the data scientist pass the baton to the machine learning engineer in the data science lifecycle? Well, so I think the, the kinds of companies that know they need machine learning engineers Firstly, they've already tried putting models into production. They know that putting machine learning into production is tricky and they have a sense of why. And they also have a sense that the kind of people who are really, really good at machine learning theory, really understand the data well, really love tinkering with the algorithms and you know figuring out how to make them work as given the problem that they're trying to tackle, that those people are often different from the people who have lots of software engineering experience, lots of experience with monitoring and alerting and testing and reliability and scaling and security and privacy and all of those kinds of more software engineering uh, skills. Um, I think that's that's the kind of core distinction. Like data scientists can usually program, they can usually hack something together, um, but machine learning engineers are the ones who are supposed to make sure that this is production quality code. I think that's at least how people tend to see the distinction. Okay. I've just pulled up a job description on LinkedIn. I'm going to read it to you, Greg, and I want you to tell me if it's a data scientist job description, if the job title is data scientist or machine learning engineer. Okay. So as a blank at this great company, you will build features from start to finish, start with research or an idea, work with design to draft up a spec, build, launch, and polish. You'll improve and iterate on existing machine learning algorithms through A-B testing, user, and team feedback. You'll build and improve existing internal tools, helping us maintain our team's high impact on growing our community. And you'll play an active role in shaping the future of the algorithm, product, and business. 
This role could be for you if you love problem solving, especially with code. You have the ambition and skills to grow quickly. You are a more experienced engineer looking to use your skills to own and build a product that's changing people's lives. Um, you have experience with some or all of the following. Data science, statistics, scikit-learn, TensorFlow, pandas, PyTorch, deep learning, and Jupyter Notebooks. Is this a machine learning engineer role or a data scientist role? Probably more of a data scientist role, or maybe it's both. It's right someone who's expected to, to, to both kind of create the model from scratch and tune it for a given problem and also then kind of own it in production. So maybe it's a company that doesn't, um, that doesn't realize the distinction. So what's the answer? The answer is machine learning engineer. Really? All right. Well, I got it completely wrong then. No, but I think I'm just trying to illustrate the point, right? That like, this is something that happens to me every day. So, you know, I'm working on a number of different machine learning engineering and data science roles. And actually, it's to the point where in the middle of a recruitment process, a company has changed the job title from data science to machine learning engineer. Right. And not, I don't think because their needs have changed, but because they aren't getting the right type of candidate or, you know, like there's a point where it becomes more about branding than about the job that needs to be done. And I think that's where it gets really tricky for, for applicants specifically, but also for like the evolution of the skill set and the evolution of the type of people in a team, you know, making sure that the work actually gets done. It must be quite difficult to navigate all that when the job titles are unclear. So let me ask you a question. Do you see a difference in the kinds of companies that are using the term data scientist versus the kinds of companies using machine learning engineer? Probably the bigger companies are, and more traditional companies are still using data scientist as like a core job and using that job title because they may not have like a complex sort of uh, machine learning infrastructure and the exactly they don't have the infrastructure so they like they haven't identified a need for machine learning engineers as a specific skill set in that life cycle because they're not building machine learning products so the data scientist covers the whole range of what they need you know they're not shipping things necessarily into production so this this gets to my hypothesis which is that you might start to see a distinction based on the level of maturity of the team. If you've put models into production before as a team, and you know how much of an extra job that is on top of just building the model itself, then you appreciate a little bit more the need perhaps for a specialized skill set. So what I might predict is that companies that already have machine learning in production are more likely to use the term machine learning engineer, whereas companies that are still quite early in the journey and haven't yet realized how difficult that will be are more likely to use the term data scientist. Imagine, if you will, though, a company that doesn't have any machine learning models in production, but wants to have them in fairly short order. Right. And they only have a data science team because they've, you know, they haven't needed that specific, you know, machine learning engineering skill set necessarily until now. They, they don't have anything that they're going to ship just yet, but they need someone new in their team. They need someone who has a very similar profile to the rest of the team, but they're going to call that that person a machine learning engineer 
um, or they're going to advertise the job as a machine learning engineer, even though the job may not involve a lot of machine learning engineering, as you and I understand it to begin with. Do you think that's fair? Like, do you think that they're, you know, misleading whoever is applying for that role? Or do you think that because it's aspirational for them to have machine learning engineers in their team, because that's where they want to go, then they're justified in kind of bringing someone like that into the team? I mean, I think it's fair so long as the aspirations are sort of relatively realistic. One of the challenges I kept seeing was that jobs would advertise for machine learning skills. And then in practice, when you get there, you realize actually they don't need some fancy deep learning, blah, blah, blah. You could get away with some basic model that has been around for 40 years. And so all of the great skills that I just learned at Coursera on how to deal with huge neural networks, none of those are going to get used in this job because they've only got a million uh, data points. So I think that's the bigger concern is that there's a mismatch between what you're saying, the skills that you really need are and whether you actually need them. If they really are going to put machine learning models in production, if they really do have large scale data needs and um, reliability concerns, then ultimately those skills will, will be put to use. So that doesn't feel disingenuous to me. So Greg, I never really came across the job title machine learning engineer as such, I don't think until probably 2015, 2016. And I keep wondering why the job title and indeed, you know, the specific skill set or need for the specific skill set, as you and I understand it, emerged around then. Is it that, you know, companies realized all of a sudden that actually true data scientists with all the relevant skills they needed didn't exist? So I think if I remember, the term data scientist came out around 2008. It was Jeff Hammerbacker. And um, it probably took a few years before, firstly, there were enough data scientists around that, that, like you say, there were models in production and we started to be aware of how much pain they could cause us. There's this lovely paper um, from Google where they basically say like a really proper machine learning model in production, only 5% of the code relates to the algorithm. The other 95% is all of this stuff around the edges, this plumbing, this infrastructure, this monitoring and everything else. And you kind of learn the hard way that the algorithm is only a small piece of the overall solution. Uh, so I think it took a few years for there to be many companies that had got to that level of maturity. It took a few years for there to be companies where you have one machine learning model feeding into the next and the output from that feeding into the next. And that's where you really start to see some interesting complexity. And it took a few years for these large scale deep learning networks to be in production. And they require you know, an especially high degree of um, expertise and well, hassle to um, keep them running nicely. And then the final point is you get these problems with machine learning models that have been in production for a while where the data starts to kind of slightly change in character or maybe something about the external world starts to slightly change. And so whatever was working three or five years ago, without changing anything about the model itself, it might start to drift and require some kind of tuning. And so you require increasingly elaborate monitoring that isn't just monitoring is the thing running, but um, but monitoring is it running in quite the exact way that we expect it to? Is it starting to misbehave around the edges? As we start to appreciate that complexity and as it grows, as you have more and more models in production that are feeding into one another and things are changing over time, all of these factors are like, oh my goodness, this is its own special set of extra complications above and beyond just having software in production that shouldn't break. Okay. And so applying that then to the job market, 
my sense is that you probably in those really complex scenarios you're talking about had maybe like five to 10% of very innovative, advanced companies who are doing lots of machine learning who had that specific problem and required someone with that machine learning engineering skill set to come in and help them to solve their specific or overcome their specific challenges. And then other companies in the market then looked at those companies and said, ooh, those machine learning engineers, they really are able to accelerate the way companies do business. They are the ones who are at the kind of business end of, of the machine learning lifecycle who will really add value at the end of the day since they're doing the deployment. I'm going to look for a machine learning engineer because that's that's really the sexy job. And is it fair to think that you know the fact that the more innovative, advanced companies using machine learning in the market started recruiting machine learning engineers precipitated a hype? if you like, which means that other companies then jumped on the bandwagon looking for machine learning engineers when actually they, you know, they don't really need them. Yeah, pretty plausible just so story uh, for how it might have come about. I could imagine somewhere like Google where they have um, more fine differentiation of kinds of engineers that they might have coined the term. And then if some of the best people that you see had this as the job that they previously on their CV at a company like uh, at a Silicon Valley company that you could see how that might be like, well, I guess we want one of whatever that is. Yeah, and that's how so much of the hype is generated in this space is, you know, looking to the to the market leaders and then trying to replicate that whether or not your problems are actually worthy of of solving with that sort of skill set. But you know, I think it's worth it's worth acknowledging that because I think that I don't know, in my experience anyway, there's still definitely a place for data scientists in the job market. And I don't think that people looking for jobs should overlook that, you know, if they have a data science skill set, they shouldn't only seek machine learning engineering roles, you know, it's still data science is still a worthy pursuit. Well, yeah. And in fact, you know, one of the challenges that I had in a previous team was that I had a, a team of people that wanted to be data scientists. They wanted to play with the models at a fairly early stage. They wanted to focus on the prototyping. But we were in the happy situation where we had a bunch of models that we were putting into production. And so we had to kind of be like, well, someone's got to be effectively the machine learning engineer um, who's going to steward this and focus on the monitoring and make sure that it actually carries on running the way it needs to. There is certainly uh, value in uh, differentiating to some degree, like whether you care more about the theory and the prototyping or whether you care more about the, the scaling and, and production and, and sort of knowing that, that, you've, that you're having an impact on users. But to be fair, there will still be companies out there whose data scientists are covering the full life cycle of machine learning. Correct? Like there will be data scientists out there who are doing machine learning engineering as part and parcel of their job, whether they're called a machine learning engineer or not. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's going to depend on how big your team is and how big your model is. But if you're part of a smaller team, then I would expect that you're going to have to be much more full stack as a data scientist. And in fact, you know, we, we've, we've had this term data engineer for a while. And I guess, um, you know, it's slightly less sexy than machine learning engineer. I think usually we think of the data engineer as being perhaps more about getting the, the pipeline that, that transfers the contents, the data 
into where it needs to be for the data scientists uh, to work on, uh, and maybe takes the results away as well. You've always needed a blend of profiles in a high-functioning data science team, where you need people who care about the algorithms, but you also need the data engineers to get you the data. You might need the machine learning engineers to put it into production. You almost certainly, in a high-functioning, large uh, uh, team or in a large company, want a data product manager to keep track of what's important and what's of business value. So there's always been a sense of specialization to some degree, and it's just that we're starting to put more and more labels um, on the different subsets of skills. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that speaks to the advice that I tend to give candidates when they're looking for jobs, which is don't put a huge amount of stock in the job title. Look at the the requirements that the company is looking for in terms of skill set, but also look at the actual tasks and, and responsibilities of the job because job titles are really fluid. They always have been in this space. So I think that it's important to look at the actual work the company is doing and the work they expect the person to do and not just take the job title as a given. And also the good candidates that I interview ask me usually quite precise questions about exactly this because they've learned the hard way that actually even the job descriptions are often sufficiently broad or vague um, that, that, that you can't entirely be sure from them. So you really have to ask and, and push to get a sense of, hang on, are there data engineers? Like what form is the data going to arrive at when I get it? Um, am I the one that's going to get woken up if it breaks? Um, like these are important questions because they, they very much change the character of the job. And they also give you a sense of whether the company is being realistic in its expectations about what one person can know how to do. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess uh, maybe a final question around that is, you know, I'm always looking at these problems from the perspective of my candidates. And I'm thinking, you know, if I've recently graduated from a master's program, maybe in machine learning, maybe in computer science, statistics, or maybe I've, you know, I've even got a PhD and spent some time in a postdoc role. Um, and I really want to get a job in data science. Can I legitimately apply for a machine learning engineer role without any commercial experience? if the criteria of that job matches our definition, our working definition. So, you know, that that you need to be able to deploy machine learning models into production, you know, would that person even be considered for that role without any, without any commercial experience, do you think? Well, you might be able to talk your way in, depending on, you know, how good your chat is, but you might regret <laughs> it if you do. I mean, if we take uh, Amazon Web Services, AWS is one example, right? Let's say you're deploying your model there. It's like a, it's a horrendous jungle. There's like 60 different services and they're all <laughs> complex. And the, there's, there's an enormous amount of domain specific knowledge there. I mean, programming in general, putting production, writing production quality code and the testing that goes along with that and the, uh, the standards of what like that looks like. If you're straight out of a PhD, just to take that as an example, very often, the PhD students I've seen who are coming straight out of computer science, or especially if they're machine learning experts, they may very well have a lot of theory, but they may not have had that much experience writing large, working on large code bases. And it's its, it's, its own thing. So I think you're potentially creating trouble for yourself if you go straight out of, say, academia or without much commercial experience, go straight into a machine learning engineer role. You know, the number of things that you're going to have to learn up front yeah. and at high stakes. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you're going to be the one that everyone's going to notice and point to yeah. if the thing breaks. So I wouldn't rush into that. I would try and get as much experience 
trying to work within a team and get that side of things under my uh, under my belt before jumping into a machine learning engineer role. I think that's good advice. I had a question for you, Kelly. Have you noticed a differential in how much people are offering or the, 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 the sort of pricing for machine learning engineers versus data scientists? Ooh, good question. The money question. I don't know if I have a specific answer for you. I would say that probably pay for machine learning engineers. If you were to compare a mid-level machine learning engineer with a mid-level data scientist, I think probably the pay on offer would be a little bit more flexible for a machine learning engineer, i.e. I think the ceiling would be less kind of rigid because true machine learning engineers with the right kind of experience are so hard to find as with any role that has very specific requirements and very few applicants um, or very few qualified candidates, companies are willing to pay more, I would say. I haven't studied it, but yeah, I would say, I would say so. But that said, like I think in the market, companies I'm working with anyway, are much less rigid with salary ranges than I think they have been in the past because they recognize that A, the salary ranges for these roles are all over the shop. You know, what 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 someone get paid gets paid in one company is very different to what someone gets paid in another company. It's very hard to compare like for like. And also companies just recognize that these are such valuable skill sets that they're willing to invest. So since coming to, back to work after maternity leave in the past five months, every single role I've worked on, the company has basically said, we'll pay what we have to. Within reason, they are basically looking to me to guide them on what they should pay. And there's a less rigid upper boundary to what they can pay because they're just conscious that to get the best people, you have to stay competitive. Do you have any final thoughts? Well, we could summarize and say that the reality of putting big machine learning models into production is that you're going to need some people with specialized skills, some of which are um, about putting anything into production um, and some of which are specific to machine learning. And I think that's the key point here, that there are some wrinkles to the way models behave over time, to the way models that are um, relying on data from other models, that those are specialist weirdnesses that you only really notice and can only really diagnose if you have both experience with models in the real world in production at scale and also an understanding of a little bit of what those algorithms are doing underneath the hood and that you kind of need a bit of both and that that's what makes this a relatively unique skill set it feels like it's clarified for me um, that most large teams are going to need at least some machine learning engineering but that i wouldn't necessarily expect that to be the bulk of what they do Great. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And I would also say that another takeaway from this conversation is that there's also a place for both. You know, both are kind of worthy pursuits. And just because machine learning engineer roles have maybe emerged as kind of the sexier job of the two of late in a mature and exciting organization, there are definitely important roles for both of those people in that life cycle. And, you know, one, you know, a data scientist shouldn't think that they need to rebrand themselves. Yeah, you know, it's funny, as we were talking, I I started to wonder whether there is at least one alternative hypothesis, which is that actually, in practice, maybe that term data scientist will start to diminish, or maybe it'll be pushed towards the person that does a bit more analytics, and the machine learning engineer will eclipse it and take over as the term for the people actually doing the hard work with models. So you know, that's the alternative possibility. I wouldn't be astonished if it turned out that in five years, everybody doing machine learning in any form was called a machine learning engineer. 
I think that that's a fair, that's a fair possibility too. But, but definitely, I think right now, there's still a place for both in the market. And it'll be interesting to see how things evolve over the next couple of years as technology changes and as it changes more rapidly because it does all the time. We hope you enjoyed our chat today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. As always, we'd like to say a very special thanks to Misha Frankel Duval for producing our podcast and bringing today's episode to life. Join us again in two weeks' time when we dig into, dissect, and debate a different area of the ever-changing data science landscape. Bye for now.